Life is an adventure, and now we're taking you along for the ride. We're the Blinks family, and you've probably seen our travels on Instagram or TikTok. After traveling to over 30 different countries with our three kids, we've learned a thing or two about how to see the world without losing our sanity. Welcome to Unpacked with the Blinks, a podcast where we'll unpack what you didn't see on social by sharing an in-depth look at what it's really like to travel as a family. From finances to flight hacking, sightseeing to sleep habits, and everything in between. We haven't been everywhere, but it's on our list. Have you ever watched a travel video on social media and wondered, is that really what it's like? More than likely, the answer is no. Most travel creators aren't telling you the whole story. This past summer, our family spent three months backpacking Southeast Asia, and although we tried to show you the realities of what it's really like to travel with our kids, we have to be honest with you. We didn't tell you everything. This three-month trip was one of the most difficult things that we've ever done as a family. We faced financial setbacks that totally destroyed our budget. We had legal problems that honestly had us wondering if we would end up in jail. And we endured some of the worst sickness we've ever felt when the entire family contracted dengue fever on a tiny island. We've never had this many things go wrong on a trip. And in this podcast episode, we're going to uncover all of those travel secrets and tell you what really happened that we just couldn't show you on social media. We're unpacking all the juicy details about our time in Southeast Asia in this two-part series. So buckle up for what we have in store. Kind of start with with how we made the trip happen in the first place. I mean, we, we knew we wanted to go to Southeast Asia. Right. That's been on our bucket list, you and I, before kids for some time. I think we touched on that in our first episode that we were, you know, before we started having kids, that was on our agenda for next. So here we are thinking about how we're going to get there, what places we're going to go. We knew one thing, which was uh, where we were going to be kind of in the middle of the trip. That's right. And that was for your birthday. Yeah. So that's kind of how it got started, right? We had had Southeast Asia on the back burner for some time. And I think for a while, it felt really difficult, this trip, because one, we had never been there. So when we took the kids to to Europe for the first time, we had been to Europe. And so we felt a little bit more comfortable with Southeast Asia. We had never been to Southeast Asia. And so we felt so intimidated about planning this trip. And I think it took us just saying, okay, what do you want to do for your big 40th birthday? I said, I want to go to Bali. That is like my dream. If I could pick anywhere to go, Bali would be my dream destination. And it was kind of like ripping the bandaid off and saying like, okay, let's do this big trip to Bali for your 40th. We're going to invite your family to come too. And we'll make everything else around it work. Like, why don't we continue the tradition that we've been doing for the last three years and do and make this into our summer trip where we backpack for a prolonged period of time. And so it was the Bali trip, which we started planning, I would say about nine months before that really kind of prompted us to do another backpacking trip for even longer, right? Because we did our first Europe trip for five weeks. Our second Europe trip was eight weeks. And then this one with the birthday celebration in the middle we were talking about doing 12 weeks, which we ended up doing. Yeah, A full exactly. 12 weeks. Yeah. So this is how it all started. Um, we kind of took you out of the picture. If I like, because it was your birthday, we wanted to surprise yeah. you a little bit. We, you knew where you wanted to go. So your sister and I kind of took over. We took over planning. So we, we came up with where uh, in Bali. We came up with kind of like 
everything. Like yeah, we, you did. We, we booked, yeah, we booked a villa through Airbnb. We kind of already had some reservations um, made. We we booked the uh, the beach party for the day of your birthday, all that yeah. stuff. So um, that was all done. We knew we were going to have a blast. We knew it was going to be a lot of fun. But what did, you know, that was in the middle of June, late June. But July. We, I mean, sorry, July. <laughs> birthday. You forgot my birthday. I was talking about when we, no, when we scheduled it, when we started doing it, like really. Put, no, I would say you guys little, really started the beginning of the year. Yeah. And then we started to get, as we started to get closer, you yeah. started finalizing kind of those like last minute details. But yeah, you took me completely out of the planning, saying, yeah, which so. is very odd Yeah, because I definitely am a control freak when it comes to planning our trips. But on the other side of it, I really enjoyed that Yeah, because it is a lot of work to plan a trip. And even though I do enjoy it now that it's our full-time job, it's a lot. And True. when we're taking 20, 25 trips a year, you get kind of into this like fatigue of yeah. planning. So the fact that you guys, and I totally trusted you and my sister too, were willing to plan and you knew what I wanted to do. You kind of asked me like, what do you kind of, what, what are the vibes for the trip? Sure. And so the fact that you knew kind of the direction I wanted to go in, I totally trust in you. It was so nice. Yeah. I remember you were asking me like, what do you think about this Airbnb and this? I was like, don't even ask me, nope. just pick. I wanted to be, I wanted to feel Balinese was like my only qualification. And, uh, and you, did. you did a great job. For, for 30 some odd days, you were Balinese. That's right. Um, we'll get there. But yeah. again, so we, we were planning this trip in the middle instead of the beginning to the middle yes. to the end. So we had to piece it together. What I was saying was in June, we still did not know how we were going to get there. Yeah. We still did not know the beginning of our trip. How, how were we going to? Well, how we were going to get to Bali because in June we were in Asia. But yeah. how we were going to get to Bali, mm -hmm. that was what we were trying to figure out because we didn't know that. But let's talk about that. In in June, we were going to go to Asia because of what? Because of the Maldives trip. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That was very last minute, we, the way we put that together. But go ahead and speak on how we knew where we were starting in the Maldives. It wasn't just because we're like, oh, the Maldives is going to be, you know, that's our bucket list also. We're going to go there because it made sense, um, all this stuff. But you were invited. To yeah. Go to the Maldives. Yeah. And I think that that really is what set the time frame for this long trip. So we knew that we were going to start the trip. We knew we had to be there in July, right? That was already booked. Everything was done. But at that time, we still didn't know when we were going to start the whole backpacking trip as just us five. Yeah. And so when we got, we found out about this contest. It's the only way I would describe it is like a contest where you could submit a video to be selected as one of 50 creators invited to a conference in the Maldives. Um, and they were picking creators from all over the world, not just the United States, but everywhere, all over the world. And actually it was a lot more difficult for you to get picked because you were going up against all of the creators in the U.S. I think there were only two or three creators from the U.S. who were selected to go, Yeah, right? And so I think it was like the last week that you could potentially submit for this contest. And I remember thinking like, okay, this is a long shot, but I'm just going to put my name into that. Like it doesn't hurt. Right. And so I shared this video. I think it was like March saying, Hey, this is who we are. We're this traveling family. And coincidentally, I had shot a video the year before asking my girls, Hey, like if you can go anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Hazel said the Nickelodeon resort, which we ended up going to. And then Lucille said the Maldives. That's right. And so I tied it into that video and kind of like the mission statement of what we do um, on our blog and through our channels about 
you know, showing our kids the world and this idea of education through experience. And they picked me. I could not believe it. They picked me. And I remember I got that email and I was like on cloud nine. Yeah. Yeah. So we start to plan the dates and start to put this all together. And we're like, okay, this couldn't be more perfect because it was the end of May that we were going to be end of May, first few days of June that we were invited for this conference in the Maldives. And we're like, wow, this works perfectly. We're going to get, you know, to the Maldives, which is going to get us almost to where we need to be. And it's just going to tie in perfectly. And we started to think, okay, now we can start planning where are we going to go next? And then after that, and then after that, because up until that point that we had found out about the Maldives, we hadn't really pieced any other part other than the Bali section of the trip. And so we just were like, okay, we have this puzzle piece and we're going to get to Asia this way. That's right. But it was not kind of what we thought it was going to be. Setback number one. Yes. Setback number one of the Southeast Asia travel. I remember when we when we wrote back to say, hey, here's all the information. Here's all our travel docs and stuff for the family. And they're like, this is just for Diana. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, shoot. All right. Well, uh, (laughs) this is this going back to my uh, to the financing budgeting part of me was like, whoa. All right. Well, didn't really see that coming. Right. All right. Well, let's look what we can do. So then we went back to um, to good old uh, travel hacking. Yes, and we, we put together uh, points and we pulled them, pulled them together and, and we flew separately. So you, you flew with, with the, the Maldives, you know, they, they booked everything for you, um, accommodations and what have you. And then we did our trip separately with the girls, myself and the girls went through Abu Dhabi and we didn't meet you until we got to the Maldives, right? No, we met in Abu Dhabi. We met in Abu Dhabi. That's yeah, right. Yeah. We met we in Abu Dhabi. Early. We were on the same like flight, yeah. but out of a different airport That's in the right. u.s that's right but we fl- i flew out of new york and you guys flew out of o'hare in chicago and right. so that we was got the there difference. like 12 hours ahead of you. you did so that was awesome because the limitations we had with booking we used points like in a way that we don't normally like to use points which is very like rigid usually when we're redeeming our points we're a lot more flexible right like we will say okay we want to travel within these like three weeks and then we're looking kind of at the best flight in regards to timing and distance. And then we're also looking at like the best deal in regards to how many points you're using. But because this conference was only like four days or five days, we were really tied to this day. We had to travel on this day. And I remember we were on another trip and I'm on the phone with the airline. I transferred like so many points. I want to say it was like 170,000 points. Most we've ever used. Yeah, it was so bad. I felt like, ugh, because I knew it was just not a great value for but the points, what, but, but that's it was what they free. were there for. And that's what was able to, ca- you know, the catalyst for this great trip. So yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah. So, so we did that. That was awesome. You know, the, the flight was great, even with the Very kids. Easy, I had yeah. a fun time. Um, I had a great time. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I was by myself. I'm sure I went did. to the Centurion Lounge. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we did the adventure with the kids. I'm, Nothing spectacular. We were only in Abu Dhabi for 12 hours. Yeah. I still say I went to Abu Dhabi, but um, we, See, left, we, we left the here. airport. We left the airport. We went to a hotel. We mostly slept. Yeah. We went to a cafe. I got to see a couple of, of sites on the way around. In the car. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So that's not really the real drama. No. Okay. So, yeah, we had to come up with our own flights. That's, you know, we, we found a way around it. Still hadn't cut into the budget. Like, you know, like we anticipated, but we're, we're going to, we're going to move on. 
We land in, in the Maldives. We're, we're greeted by the team. The team. That Super was sweet. really cool. Yeah, they were very, very nice. And they were just so happy to have us there. And we get on this boat to take us to our resort um, because the way they kind of worked it was they were going to host a conference on this one island. In the Maldives, all of the resorts are on their own separate islands. And this particular island had two resorts. And they were hosting the conference at one. So they had half of the people attending the conference at one resort and the other half staying at the other resort on the same island. So we show up and we're, you know, there was a big communication error when it came to this. Like, <laughs> okay, so language, I would, I'm not sure, but we showed up and we go to check in and they're like, oh, no, no, your family can't stay here. And well, they can't, they can stay here. They just can't fit in your room. In our room, right. Your room was, your room was like uh, the smallest they had somehow. <laughs> Which was funny because they knew my family was coming. But anyway, anyway, we could not fit in the, in the room. Now this was news to us. So we had provided them all of the travel documents, information that the family was coming, the flight information. They knew to expect us. We show up there. And then at that point, when we're checking in, they tell us, Sorry, room's not going to work. Well, this is also um, important. So for anyone that's never traveled to the Maldives, small airport. Yeah. Middle of the water. Yeah. Right. The only way to get to anywhere is by boat. Yeah. And you can't just jump on any boat. Right. Um, unless you own one. No, you know, hats off to those people that have their own boats out there and all that stuff. But if you if you don't, uh, you have to order a boat, a taxi ahead of time. There has to be enough time in advance for them to be able to, you know, allocate enough room on the boat, this, that, and the other. And we're a family of five. So we're on this island now. There's really nowhere for us to go. Like, we, well, you could stay in Mali. Like you could have stayed in Mali, but it's not what you would consider the traditional Maldives experience. And the boat are for the closer islands. Some islands, you have to take a seaplane. Some islands, you have to take a domestic flight. Right. So well, the point is we're, we're on this island and though they don't have a room for us, there's not a whole lot of choices, right? Right. And it's not like we're going to just, oh yeah, we're just going to mosey on over to another island and check out another hotel and see if it's a better, better fit for us. Right. Um, so we had to eat a family suite yes. at one of the nicest places in the Maldives. But, um, you know, again, there's, that's what, that's what the budgeting is for. Well, um, we budgeted for a little bit of a rainy day, uh, that took up the entire rainy day <laughs> fund. So <laughs> yeah, it was not what we expected. No. And honestly, it was difficult because on one hand, we felt really, really lucky that we were being hosted and we were there. And on the other hand, we did feel blindsided by that situation. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of hard because we didn't discuss this on social media or I didn't discuss this on social media because honestly, I didn't want it to come off as ungrateful. I was incredibly grateful for this yeah, opportunity yeah. and yeah. being selected and being able to go and do the amazing experiences I got to do that week. The only thing is I just wish they would have communicated better with us up front. So we were able to do the research that we needed to do ahead of time sure. to find accommodations that one aligned more with our budget and could we weren't so blindsided when we showed up to this yeah. resort on that day that we had been traveling for. Let's talk about that, too. Not only did we feel trapped because we had just taken a boat to this resort, which they had then said if we had to leave on the boat, it would cost us like two hundred dollars that we. Yeah, that we then had been traveling for 36 hours. Yeah. On top of that. Yeah. So we were exhausted. Yeah. I, I don't want to keep on to this. No, but that's a big part of our it, story and how yeah, this started. It's just a um it's just an interesting start to a journey um 
you know, that, that ended up being three months because it's like, wow, we got kind of knocked down hard at the beginning. Right. And, you know, we, we could have folded up and probably just gone home after that and maybe done the, <laughs> done Bali later. But we, we decided to keep pushing. You did have a great experience. Yes. I had a great experience with the kids. We ended yeah. up staying at a beautiful resort. We had everything at our disposal. It was all inclusive. So that's yeah. good news too. Yeah. And we had a wonderful week. We had a wonderful week without Diana. Yeah. She was on her own uh, adventure, but um, it was fun. We had a really nice time. Maldives is beautiful. I know why people go there. Um, it is, it, you know, it is gorgeous. It is really beautiful. It's, there is something very special about it. And I have to say this before we close out this part on the Maldives, that um, by no means does this kind of like taint my impression of the people there in the Maldives, because that is one thing that really stood out to me were the people that we met when we were there, Absolutely. the team on Visit Mal Maldives. Again, just the communication thing that kind of happened. <laughs> and unfortunately, started off this trip kind of on a, a weird footing because yeah. we were definitely not ready to drop that much money right in the beginning of the trip. But I think really big picture, this entire podcast should be about like... <laughs> unexpected. Yeah. The unexpected things that kind of happened to us in Southeast Asia and how many blows yeah. <laughs> we endured on this trip. Like we have traveled so much in the last three years, but there has never been a trip that hit us so hard with so many unexpected things like this trip did. Yeah. And I think my hope is that by sharing, like pulling back the curtain and sharing some of this experience and some of these things that we didn't really share that much on social media, that not to discourage you from traveling to this part of the world, but to just to let you know that you just got to roll to punch us yeah, sometimes. And this was coincidental too, that they all happened at once kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, here's another one in the Maldives. So um, we won't share too much about, uh, you know, your your trip and stuff like that. You you got some really cool experiences with some of the, the smaller islands and the cultural uh, you know, the traditions and the, the cuisine and you, yeah. you got, you had a really cool time and you got to experience an underwater bungalow, which was on a bucket list. We never got to see that. Um, that's a funny, funny story on how we got to come over and see you. But, um, <laughs> I remember what happened with the, uh, with the drone also. Oh, gosh. so, so we're, we, we finally get to, um, the end of our trip. Diana has been staying in an overwater bungalow for just one night, I think. Yeah. And, um, she's like, you guys got to come see this place. And I'm like, well, how are we going to get a boat over there and all that stuff. So she pulls some strings. She gets us picked up from our place, um, taken back over to the airport and then picked up again to another boat all the way back. So lots of boats um, to get over there, but we got to spend the day with her at the overwater bungalow, which was awesome. It was beautiful. So we get over there and we're trying to experience everything. We're diving, we're, we're snorkeling, we're, um, you know, we're jumping in the water, we're taking pictures on the back patio, all that stuff. And I'm like, we bought, we bought a drone. We invested in a drone for the business to take on this trip. Yeah. So I get the drone out. I'm like, let's do this. I got, I got us up there for a picture and the drone is sort of steady looking at us for a picture. And I'm like, all right, everybody get posed, get posed. And as soon as I said that the drone turned over in the middle of the ocean and went down. Nosedive. 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 Yeah. Just done. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. You looked at me in that moment, okay? I didn't know you looked do. at me and you were just like a deer in headlights. And I'm like, jump in and get it. Like, uh, go in the water and get it. <laughs> and it wasn't close. To, no. It was it was out there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I dropped what I was doing. I put on the snorkel gear and I went out to get it. And yeah. I, and I recovered it. Thank yeah, goodness. you did. Oh, and, but um, guess what, though? We carried that drone, that 
broken drone because it was water damaged. So it was not turning back on for the entire three months because we did have insurance on the drone. And so we didn't want to just like get rid of it. And we we knew if we did like a third party repair, it could offset our insurance policy through the drone. So we were like, we have no choice. We have to bring this drone all through Southeast Asia. We cannot use it at all. It was a constant reminder (laughs) of my uh, lack of navigation skills. I know. Oh, we we did. Goodness, we got the drone replaced. We did. We have a brand new drone that we are scared. We are terrified to take that drone out of the box. Like that drone is staying I, in the box. I haven't flown the new one yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, so we man. need to, if someone's watching or listening so, and they can train us on how to use a drone and help us overcome our fears, please. I don't know if that was user error. I think it was. Wind? I don't know. We'll 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 cross that bridge. Okay. Like, it doesn't it. matter what happened that oh, caused it to tur- go so, into the water. So, but know, that was a funny so story. So most most stories about the Maldives, I'm sure, are completely different as what we just told you. But um, we kind of limped out of the Maldives when we left, and yeah. we didn't know where we were going. We this did is, not. This is another fun story. Yeah. So we we were done with the Maldives, done with the trip. We were like, man, we spent a lot of money on accident, and then we got to the airport, and they're like, hey, um, where are you guys going? Like, what do you mean? We're like, uh, we're just going to go to, I don't know. I think no, 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 no. I think that's an exaggeration. We knew we were going to go to Sri Lanka. The issue was, okay, so we, we had didn't have Sri Lanka. Book. We didn't have a, a flight book out of Sri Lanka. That's right. That's what it was. Because right. remember, the Maldives, they also, right. instead of sending me back home, I asked them to then book my return flight to the to Sri oh, Lanka. That's right. We got you guys this, on right. the same flight. Um, and that. then, yes, <laughs> all, all jumbling together. Yeah. But when we got That's to the right. airport, they wouldn't let us on the flight because we didn't have a flight out That's of Sri right. Lanka That's right. is Which... what it was. So we are scrambling in the little lounge that the Visit Maldives team had set us up in, like trying to find a flight out of Sri Lanka. Yeah, and at this point, we'd only had one hotel booked for four nights. We didn't know. We knew we wanted to go like in kind of like the center of Sri Lanka. We didn't have that book. We didn't know. Because yeah, we like to travel, you know, we wanted to spend time in Sri Lanka and possibly go to India, like the coast of India and and do it sort of on a whim. Like, hey, we'll spend a few days here. If we like that, we'll stay a little bit longer and then yeah. we can kind of plan our trip as we go. Right. They didn't like that. <laughs> um, they wanted us to get out there. So then, so then not only did we have to plan a flight out, we had to plan where we were going next. Yeah. And we didn't know that. We didn't. So we chose Thailand. We did. Right. Because yeah. we knew we were going to Thailand. We wanted to go to Thailand. That was like for Thailand sure. was number one. Other than Bali, I think Thailand was number one. Yeah. We knew Thailand was a big one. Yeah. So we were like, well, what do we think? Do we think two weeks is enough? And we're like, well, we're going to have to make two weeks enough. And so we, that, that's what we did. We booked yeah. the flight out of Sri Lanka then for two weeks later. And then they let us. We did it within yeah. 30 minutes to spare, I yeah. think, before we had to board. Oh, that was really stressful. And the Wi-Fi wasn't working. We're in the lounge. The kids then are like asking us questions. And we're like, kids, just go on your tablets for a few minutes. Let mommy and daddy figure this out. And then the, the representative they kept came coming back, to yeah, us. Like three or four oh. times. Like, are you guys done yet? You got that ready? Because they're ready to board you. <laughs> oh, man. That was so yeah. stressful. So we get to Sri Lanka. And Sri Lanka was just beautiful. But when you said like limping out of the Maldives, right? it was the truth. When we first got to Sri Lanka, I think, one, I was there on a work trip. So they had me in a really, really busy schedule where you guys got to relax at all inclusive resort. I was wiped. So when we, and I think just all of the adrenaline, all of the stress, all of these mishaps that I was not expecting, it all kind of was. I was wiped too, because I had, uh, I had to do what you call it practice every day, jujitsu. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> and eating at your all inclusive buffet. 
No, I get it. But and you had the kids that also. But all of this, I think, compounded. And then the stress of getting into Sri Lanka and all that. And we had a pretty gruesome travel day into Sri yeah. Lanka because we had to fly. The flight wasn't far, but then we had a really long drive when we got in late at night to get to our hotel. Oh, but yeah. Anyway. So I, I um, this, this goes back on making friend days. Yes, you do. So my um, my barista at uh, at the hotel in the Maldives, um, we became boys after the first couple days, but then I was there for an entire week. So um, we became really good friends. And he happened to be from Sri Lanka. And his brother was a um, a tour guide. And he also, you know, had a, like, there's Taxi not many, cab. there's not many large vehicles in Sri Lanka. So like he had one of a larger vehicle, which was pretty cool. So anyway, he picked us up from the airport, also took us on a couple tours later. Yeah. Um, but that was pretty funny. So yeah, um, that was a weird coincidence. But yeah. you found that you set that up for us. We had the taxi. We get to Sri Lanka. We chill out kind of for a couple of days and just kind of stayed in. We stayed in a really beautiful place. Yeah. And we have all of those details on our travel guide. We have a whole Sri Lanka travel guide. So you can check all of that. But I would definitely highly suggest where we stayed in Sri Lanka. And then on a big thing of our bucket list was to go up into kind of like the mountainous areas to take that famous train that everyone sees on Instagram, right? Where you're hanging out of the doors. That was very cool. It was not what I expected at all, though. It was like, I thought it was going to be this like chaotic experience. And it was not. It was so calm. I think because we also didn't do the economy ticket, we went to like, I think that they have like a middle class and then like... middle. We did middle class. Yeah, we did the middle class, which which was perfect. The reason we did that, and here's a good tip for anybody that does this trip, Candy, right? Candy is the name of it. It was Candy. Ella Ella Mm -hmm. is the part we stayed. Candy is where we went on the train. Um, But they, if you do first class, they don't allow you to open the windows and doors because of the first class passengers, right? Because they don't, they want it to stay cool and all this stuff. In the middle class, you have a little less, it's a little less crowded, but you're allowed to open all the windows and you can hang out the doors. So that's why we chose to do that. So if you get the choice, pick the middle. Yeah, it was really cool. We loved that. And then we headed out of Sri Lanka. You know, I think, could we have spent more time in Sri Lanka? Definitely. But I think it was a good amount of time. I think we felt like we saw a good part. We were there in off season two, which was really nice because it was less busy. And it was just a beautiful place. It was a lot less developed than I anticipated. I guess I anticipated it being less developed. But but that's what I enjoyed about it, to be honest. Yeah, true. Compared to Thailand, where Thailand is a lot of tourism. Yeah. This had tourism, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't feel like everything revolved around tourism, which felt really nice and authentic. Yeah, I agree. Until you get to some of the little beach towns where they have like, you yeah. know, similar like beach. More hotels um, and stuff. Yeah. But, but I look at that as a plus in my book. And yeah. I, and it reminds me a lot of like when we used to go to Costa Rica um, a long time ago. Like 15 years ago. Because it's not yeah, like that now. Before it got overdeveloped. And, and like you said, tourism um, kind of, you know, ran everything. But uh, Sri Lanka is a definite hidden gem. Hidden yeah. gem. With the people, the food, I, I never felt healthier than when I was there. Very true. Because they, they cook with coconut oil and they just, everything is very clean. And they're, they're just, um, it's just a really, it's a place that people I never heard of before, like before the trip, like a lot of people going there, but I would recommend it, highly recommend it. And it's very family friendly. It's, it's just beautiful. Beautiful beaches and very inexpensive. Very and they, inexpensive. And, they are, and they're very hospitable because there's not a lot of tourism. So, you know, they treated us like gold. It was really nice. It was so really nice. Just, I want to end on that for Sri Lanka that I would go back in a heartbeat and I would I would recommend it. I yeah, recommend it. For so. sure. So then we left Sri Lanka and made it to our big bucket list, which was Thailand. We had a lot on our list for mm-hmm. Thailand. We did. Because this was like, 
like I said, besides Bali, this was really high up there in what we wanted to do. So we allotted a whole month That's right. for Thailand um, because it was just so much we wanted to see. So we started the trip in Phuket. We stayed at, and because our Sri Lanka trip too was like a lot more adventure and kind of like go, go, go at the end of it. We were like, okay, I think it'd be nice when we go to Phuket to kind of chill again, get back into the chill. And this is kind of where we balance our traveling with the kids. Like we talked about, I think it was in episode two about this kind of balance between vacationing and traveling. Yeah. And then also keeping in mind what's appropriate for the kids. And so we just try to gauge like, do they seem like they're getting tired? Are we going too fast? Do we need to slow down? So we got to Phuket. We were like, okay, let's find like. They spent a lot of time in the car in Sri Lanka. They did. Because yeah. that's the thing about Sri Lanka that, that you may not know also is that really it's a, it's a big, it's a big island. And it's so, spread out. It's spread out. So yeah. yeah, for, for us to travel, like when we traveled from the beaches to, um, to in the mountains, mountains yeah. it was a long trip. And, and, you know, they're also not the, the roads and stuff. They're, they're, they're not getting max speeds. You know, it's not the, right. uh, the Audubon by any means. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. So we, we decided to give them a little bit more like, let's let's not travel around as much. Right. Let's sort of stay put. And that's when we found R&R. Yeah. And we stayed in Phuket. We loved the resort. It was beautiful. And honestly, it was the perfect choice for Phuket because yeah. I shared this on social media and I really enjoyed Phuket. But there were so many other places in Thailand that I enjoyed so much more. I don't want to talk badly about Phuket because I think obviously our, you know, experience kind of of Phuket can be different than what other people experience. But there were so many other places in Thailand that I would think to spend my time in. But with especially that being said, families. especially as a family. But with that being said, I think where we stayed in Phuket and the type of trip we created in Phuket was perfect for what we needed. It we was. really didn't we did leave the resort a couple times to see like the big Buddha and we went to some other like that cafe with the lily pads and oh, all of that. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Ma, but, Ma Dubua. Yes. But I think our resort was the perfect spot for oh, yeah. us to kind of like decompress and then get ready for this next three week leg, which was going to be very, very busy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bangtao Beach is uh, is my vibe. It's like it's a very small surf, surf town. Let's call it surf. Yeah. They, they do like it's very small surf waves and stuff, but they have like a little bit of like the local market so you can kind of go through it there on the beach. They have um, just enough restaurants right there on the beach, but not overwhelming. It's not like party town. There is a couple places that you can go at nighttime to yeah. party, um, but it wasn't like, you know, like I said, overwhelming. And then you were pretty close. You could get to. Yeah, the party areas. The and down, stuff. Yeah, you could get to the downtown in a short period of time. We, we cruised by the party area one night and yeah. I think we got just enough taste as <laughs> well. <laughs> not for us. Not <laughs> our vibes. Yeah. No. And again, I don't want to talk badly about Phuket. No, it's just different time. It's just time. different. And it's just based on what you like. Right. And I think when I got to the airport, I instantly knew, OK, this is not what I expected at all. And I told friends and family that I really got the vibe of Cancun. Oh, yeah. It is. When it's I showed like up. And for much. those of you who've been to Cancun, you might understand what I mean here. But you know, when you get like almost immediately out of customs and then and you're bombarded. Shots, 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 yeah. Shots, and shots. then you're like bombarded with taxi drivers. And it's almost like you feel like people are trying to like con you into getting like these, these tours or these like rides or whatever. It's just very stressful. It's just, and it's just busy. And um, it's busy. It's but, chaotic. And I'm sorry, but I got to be honest here. I was really shocked with the trash and how dirty it was. 
Yeah, in the main in the main parts. Yeah, not not Bangtown Beach. No, uh, that not was at, like clean, by the but, resorts. But yeah, when we when you were in town in the streets and and um, you know, it's just it is a product of over tourism. Yeah, and I believe that you know they they've they've become you know just so popular, and for that you know for that reason for party and stuff like that. So yeah, um, we did it. We, we did saw it. it. It was it was great. The kids had. But a would great we time. go back? Uh, not to Phuket. I mean, I mean, maybe for a day or something, but I think if we like had a, a really nice resort or another area of Phuket that we didn't get to experience, possibly, I can't say I'd never go back. Yeah. Depends on it. Yeah. If we were already in Thailand and we were like, you know, within, you know, within, but there's so many other places. Yeah. Yeah. One, there's other places we didn't get to visit on oh. this trip. And then two, like other places within Thailand that I would want to spend more time in that we did visit. Yeah. Let's preface it this way. I liked PP and Krabby enough that I would stay in Phuket for a night or so to get there. Does that make See, sense? See, but I would do it differently. You would do it differently. I would fly into Krabby. Yeah, true. And then I would take a day trip to Phuket. I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, not to Phuket, Pee-pee. to PP. Um, I wouldn't stay in PP again. Yeah. So let's just keep going, I guess, into the next part of the trip. So we're not like here for, no. for five hours. But we left Phuket and then we knew we wanted to go to Krabby. So instead of just doing a day trip, which is very easy to find, you'll find tours all over the place to the PP Islands, which was a big push on why we wanted to go to Phuket in the first place. Yeah. Um, we decided to take the ferry and spend the night on Phuket, on PP. Yeah. Um, too many words and too I'm getting confused. <laughs> yes. And so we're on PP and we did that for a couple of different reasons. I think the main one was so we could have more time and more flexibility within our tours. Yeah. We were really, we had read so much about how the tours are really overcrowded and we were there in high season. And we got to see it. And we saw it. And so the idea was that if we spent the night and we got out right from the island first thing in the morning, that we crowd. would avoid a lot of crowds. And I feel like we did. Oh, no doubt. We did avoid a lot of the crowds. So that yeah. was kind of the push. Would I recommend staying other families doing it that way? I don't know. I don't know what, what I would say about that. I don't know. I, what I also liked about staying the night was that we we were we were able to kind of meander on our own time. True. Because we saw copious amounts of people come in on a big boat. They literally got shuffled to the same place. Yes. Right. They had to go change it the same place. They had to go eat at the same place. They got shuffled back on the boat, like to get back to, you know, on time and all that stuff. And what we got to do was spend an entire day with with our um, longboat, which was amazing. It that, really was. Honestly, you know, here, here we'll start highlighting things that are our favorites about the trip. Um, this is one of them. Definitely. We we could have stayed an entire week and done a longboat tour every day. Oh, no we, doubt. We we snorkeled until the sun went down. Like we literally would go out in the morning and just the guy would take us wherever we want and he would ask if we want to go somewhere else and we would just stay in the water. And, yeah. you know, we just moved from one place to the next to the next. We saw sharks, we saw turtles, we saw millions of different fish. Monkey Beach. We, we went, went to, to Monkey, Monkey Beach. Yeah. Um, it was incredible. And I, I do agree with you there. Staying the night. Yeah. Gave us the flexibility versus having the tour coming in from Phuket or Krabby where you have to be there at a certain time and leave at a certain time. We really had the flexibility and we we get asked on social media how we found our tour. There are hundreds of people lined up on the beach, like yeah. negotiating with you. Maybe not hundreds, but there's a lot. There's a lot to choose from. Yeah, and, and you and can negotiate. Can, we did. And we so got, we got the best deals. And we negotiated how much time we wanted. Like yeah. we wanted to stay out till sunset. Mm-hmm. So we went first thing in the morning and we stayed all yeah we, day. we literally came in after he let us see the sunset on the yeah. way back yeah we came in we we kind of then we just then we could do our own thing for dinner 
And, you know, I mean, we got to see a fire show, which was awesome. So there's a lot of things you can experience on the island if you if you want to. You know what I mean? Now, if you were younger or even if you were there on like a date night or whatever you want to call it for parents, you could you could find some pretty, pretty fun nightlife there, too. Oh, that's what it's known for. And I think that's why a lot of people don't do it with their family. But I wouldn't say I felt unsafe. Like, obviously, we weren't staying out till one in the morning. So there was nothing happening out at 9 p.m. that was worrisome. But like. I would definitely not let that discourage you from staying the night. I think that you definitely didn't see a lot of kids out past when the tours left at the end of the day, but there was nothing there that made me feel unsafe. And like anywhere you go, there's always that one strip, right? Yeah. That's like, you know, Bourbon Street or whatever. Yeah. Like with the nightclubs and stuff. So they had like boxing one. I saw and they had like a boxing place where you could box at night. After drinking. Lots of um, <laughs> they had tattoo like, shops. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, so it's a tattoo shop, then a cannabis, um, cannabis dispensary, yeah. whatever you call it, uh-huh. and then a restaurant and then a massage parlor. And then and then in that sequence, like, oh, it just repeats itself yeah. for an entire strip. Yeah. So if you don't go down that strip and you walk around the island. Yeah. There's it, you would never know that it was. But it, it wasn't that we stayed on the main island. And that island is beautiful, but it's not really what you want to see. You want to take the tour of the long, you want to take the long boat tour and yeah. you want to go to all those other smaller islands. That's right. And that's, that's where And you at. could do that for an entire week and not, not repeat it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we could. That, that's the best part about PP. We'll stand on that. And I think speaking to, like you said, of the, the highlights of this three month trip. Yeah. The boat tour, the long boat tour we did on the PP islands is very, very high on that list. Oh, no doubt. It was one of my favorite things we did in the entire three and, months. And still inexpensive. And really, yeah, what did we, like 60 bucks for the whole day, I think? Let's yeah. say 60 to 100 for the whole family. Yeah. For the entire day. Yeah. Private. So anyways, so we left um, the people, we got back on to the ferry and we ended up getting to Krabby, which we liked so much. We yeah. were so surprised. Hindsight, I would have planned a lot more time in Krabby than we did. Less time probably in Phuket right. and more time in Krabby because I think what I was expecting Phuket to be like is what Krabby was like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cleaner. So like it was just so, so much cleaner. It had that like beachy vibe that I wasn't really getting from Phuket where Phuket had more of that party vibe. Mm-hmm. Krabby had that beachy vibe. And then we were so addicted to the longboat tours that we ended up taking another longboat tour that second the day we got there yeah uh and went to Rayleigh yeah and I I would say even after doing Maya Beach is that the one what's the famous one from the beach oh Maya yeah Yeah, from the beach movie and all that yeah that was always on my bucket list yeah um beautiful yeah no doubt but Rayleigh Beach to me was even better in a way okay so going back to the the Maya Beach I think what was disappointing about it when you don't you can't swim there okay and it is like uh, I don't know. It's like, it felt like we were like cattle and they were like herding everyone to the beach. Then you stand there on the beach and it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And then you go back off the beach. You don't swim. It's like, it was. But I mean, they're trying to preserve it. I get it. Yeah. It, but it's like, a, it's like seeing the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You you get up there, you see it. It's like, oh, wow. I'm so glad I saw it. But then what? You then what? You don't yeah. To, yeah. Then you're moving on. The yeah. thing. It's the same kind of thing. You don't get to sit there and experience it. So I think that's why Rayleigh to me was was even better. Well, and the cute just, little town. Yeah. The beach is stunning with you have these giant cliffs, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have that adorable little town. And then you can even walk to the other side mm-hmm. of the island. I wish we spent a lot more time yeah, there. I would have liked to too. stay the night yeah, on that beach. I would do that instead of people. Yeah. I would stay there. 
Yeah. Instead of PP overnight. And then take a day trip, which you can from Krabby. Yeah. That what we did, we were talking Maya Bay, Monkey mm-hmm. Beach, and all of those things in the PP Islands and just do that yeah. day trip. I think that's what Yeah, I, I think so too. But but as far as longer term, like staying in Krabby, like longer, like we did in basically in Phuket. Yeah, just so so family friendly. Yeah. Like, I, feel, I felt like the walkability. We literally would, would leave from our resort. It was a resort. Let's call it a, an apartment. I don't know what it was. It was like a hotel. It was like a hotel. It was, it was nice. a hotel, yeah. But we would walk down the strip to the night market and beyond and yes. all that. And you, it's sort of like, just like a boardwalk. You, you yeah. can just like continue to walk up and down. It and felt just, very much like a boardwalk. I liked yeah. it a lot too. And we, the night market was definitely a highlight where we got to give the girls money. We post that on social media. Oh, and yeah. so go check that out on our Instagram page or TikTok. Um, we gave the girls like what was equivalent to $5 each mm-hmm. and they went crazy and they got so much food <laughs> and they had the best time and they made their own little, their own little video about it. Right. So after Krabby, then we decided to go up into the north of Thailand. And this was also very high on our list. Um, and we had been talking about this, I think, since the beginning of the planning to go to Thailand. Right. Yeah. And I think the main reason this was so important to us was for Lucille. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lucille, do you, you want to introduce why? Yeah. Well, Lucille loves elephants. Always she, has, yeah. since she was a newborn baby, she received a little gift, a little passbar with an elephant on the end. And she still holds that thing, sleeps with it every single night. And she's collected elephants and she just has always felt connected to elephants. And so we were planning to go to Chiang Mai. We knew that that was where we would have the opportunity to visit an elephant sanctuary, even though you find them all around Thailand, but they're really known in Chiang Mai. And we did a lot of research about finding an ethical elephant sanctuary that we felt comfortable with that really treated their elephants, you know, properly. And so we ended up finding um, the Elephant Freedom Project. And they were incredible. Their staff, their team, that experience, we just, we did not want to leave. It was the most amazing thing. There was a lot of tears from all of us, I think, leaving. Yeah. Um, We really bonded with uh, the people and the elephants. Um, it was it was a really great. Experience. It was really great. And I just want to speak to the uh, this thing, because I know on social media, there was a lot of like backlash on one of my videos about it not being truly ethical, because anytime you interact with the elephants, then that's not considered ethical anymore. But these elephants were actually rescued. Right. So we're not talking about wild elephants that you're going and interrupting their day to day. These were elephants that came from um, they were riding elephants at one point. They were in circus life at one point. So these elephants were used to human interaction and nothing that was done at any time was forced. Everything was voluntary. And we were incorporating ourselves into the elephant's routine, which was really beautiful to watch. And I know there was a lot of talk about the bathing of elephants, but it was communicated to us right up front that the minute the elephants wanted to stop, it was stopping. There was nothing that was forcing elephants to stay there were no chains or ropes or bullhorns or anything like that and after experience we had done the research to find out that, that was the case but then after experiencing it oh, and yeah. being there with they them were like they were like giant dogs like they they would nudge you to get your attention yeah. like uh to whatever feed them or um when they were when they were walking through the the, the prairie or not or whatever you call that that area it was a long walk they we took them on a walk basically but they walked us like they they would walk ahead or they would like tell us to come or whatever. They would like give us signals, the, the the elephants. And when they got to the water, they went in on their own. But then when they laid on their sides and they started like think they would like nudge us, come up to us, like splash us <laughs> so that we would come and rub them. Like they were like, rub me, rub me. It was, it was, it was amazing. Crazy. It was amazing. Crazy. It really was amazing. Yeah. You know, sometimes 
I think it's beneficial, like social media, bringing awareness and all of that. But I think a lot of times people jump to these conclusions um, before they really get the full story and all of the facts. Yeah. And I can only speak to my own personal experience and our experiences of family. And I felt really good after yeah. leaving that. I did not feel at all like these elephants were being mistreated. I feel like that they were so well taken care yeah. of and pampered. And we just had an amazing experience. It and really we would was. definitely highly suggest visiting yeah. elephant freedom project for sure and there and there was you know several others um you know within that family uh you know and surrounded area that had uh, some great great ways to do the, yeah. same, the yeah. same thing so if you need any insight on that let us know yeah and chiang mai in general we were really impressed it was one of the places like the city of chiang mai we stayed more in the um like modern area and i felt like it was one of the places one, one niman one niman yeah that we could live Oh, absolutely. It like, was so like hip and trendy. And... So it reminded me of where we live now, kind of. Yeah. But it was just like, yeah, there was amazing restaurants. There was little markets popping up on the weekends. There were, uh, you know, tons of things for the kids to do. Instead of grabbing taxis, you just jump in a tuk-tuk, right? And, yeah. And zip around. There was, yeah, it was just endless fun. There was li live music all the time. It was um, very, very cool. Yeah, it was, it was very, very nice. Yeah. And we had some amazing food. Well, we had amazing food all over Thailand. But the one thing that just I can't get over is how inexpensive it is to eat. Like we even went to a Michelin star restaurant that last night. Oh, yeah. And we were thinking, oh, gosh, this is going to break the budget. Because remember, in the Maldives, we destroyed our budget. So we were like counting every single penny. That's right. Um, we were eating at 7-Eleven quite a bit because, you know, 7-Eleven is, is famous over in Thailand. There. Yeah, I love 7-Eleven in Thailand. So. Yeah, it was it was really easy. But we even ate at a Michelin star restaurant for what you would probably eat at fast food here. Yeah, that was the best. Um, we had so many different curries yeah, and stuff. Yeah, was... I can't remember exactly what we ate, but I know we had a lot of curries. And that just reminded me of another really amazing experience from the Southeast Asia trip that's probably at the top of the list, which is the cooking school we did. Oh, is Abby Lee? Um, yes. I just remember the name because it's easy to say. But um, yeah. And, and the other thing about her is they, they've got a pretty impressive uh, like site. Like when you get yes. when you get to where they do the school, they were like building a whole nother like facility it's and all this beautiful. stuff. beautiful. But, but the experience is not just the cooking. It's like you meet at the market in the morning. Remember? Yeah. That was fun. That was really fun. Do yeah. the shopping. Like talk about world schooling. Like this is what I envision our travels. Like before we started traveling like this, this is what I envisioned for the kids, right? Like to learn through experience. And like they still talk about that cooking class. We still have the cookbook and they always ask to make things from that. And what like a huge life experience and like what a pivotal moment in their yeah. education that they're learning not just about the different cultures and the different cuisines, but just like being in this scenario where you're following directions, you're measuring, you're using math, it's science, all of those things in this one experience. Yeah. They learned they learned what vegetables and well fruits too, but what vegetables and things were were grown there and why they use them and how they incorporate them in their meal to like traditions and all I mean, it, it was it was in depth. It was a five like, hour activity. Yeah, like you don't it have to do this lot. Abby Lee school. There's a ton to choose from. Yeah. That was just a really good one. That was a really good one. Yeah. And and our like leader, I don't know what you would call her, our oh. chef, she was so funny oh and gosh. so engaging. So think like a five hour activity and the I girls were engaged. Yeah. I was tired you too. Cook like a five course meal. Yeah, you did. But, but it, it was, was worth it. It was mm -hmm. so good. Actually, I didn't cook anything. Kids could cook most of it. But yeah, they did. It was they really had so fun. much fun. It was really so fun. that was a highlight. And then after that, we went to our final stop in Thailand, which was Bangkok. And we were only planning on spending about three days there, but it didn't end up being that, did no, it? No, setback number 
How, what three, number? Three, four. four. We lost count. This was a good one. Uh, you did post a little bit about this. I posted um, a lot about this. Yeah, this was yeah. Our, our trouble with the Vietnamese visa. And the trouble wasn't, it wasn't really the amount of time. It was more about the way the paperwork was completed. Right. So it was a little bit of user error, a little, little bit, bit of little bit of translation, this, that, and the other. But we had some issues with uh, with getting our visa. So we did. If you if you saw it, that's great. If you didn't, we'll link it in the in the notes because it's a really kind of long story to get into. But just the big things to kind of the touch on is the fact that we went into that feeling so prepared because oh we had like read every article, watched every video, like. People had warned us, hey, this Vietnam visa situation, it's stressful. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, well, we're just going to be overprepared then and get this all figured out. So we went into it feeling overprepared. But the way it was written on the website and the way the United States does passports, it was very easily misunderstood what they were actually asking for. And then we went to the airport. We got denied on the flight. We go back. It was a big fiasco. It was scary. Like I was legitimately scared. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a docu-series about how this family gets trapped in a Thai jail because we're sitting there. Well, they wouldn't put the whole family in, just you and I. Okay. Well, yeah. I Well, they would have so, to do something with our kids. So I don't yeah. know what. No, just you. I was fully prepared yeah, to throw so you under the bus at that point. Yeah. So, so we, you know, we pushed the limits a little bit. We, we learned some things from that, which was, first of all, redefine print, redefine, right? print. redefine print, make sure you have maybe, maybe a representative from the airport, uh, look over your documents prior. And then, um, you know, when, uh, when heed is, is asked for, or like instructions, you know, just make sure you do them to a T. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or follow the rules, follow the rules. Just Whatever the rules are, and they tell you, even if you don't agree, just follow the rules. Follow the rules. That's yeah. that's it. Um, you know, I would say my advice would be, and only specifically for Vietnam, I wouldn't necessarily advise this, advise this for any other country's visa, is I would hire a yeah. professional service yeah. to do my visa for Vietnam next time. Yeah. And I would do it at least two weeks before I plan to arrive. That's right. So that is my advice. Choose to do with it what you want. If I were to do it again, well, now that I've done it, I know the mistake I made, so probably not. We'll, we'll but I think about... just still having that representative yeah. for this particular scenario yeah. is very important. Yeah. We'll talk about that in the next part of this uh, this episode. So we'll talk about Vietnam. We'll start off there. Um, we'll get into that. But right now, the Thailand episode, we we got stuck. We got stuck. so we couldn't go anywhere. We, we, we thank goodness they didn't yeah. detain us. Um, but we had to leave the airport immediately and we had to find um, a place to stay. So we had already been in Bangkok for some time and Bangkok's great. Yeah, it's really very that, cool city. that was wildly different than I expected. Yes. Bangkok, very family friendly, very urban, very yeah. fun. Lots of lots going on. Yeah. Lots going on. Love Thailand. I mean, Bangkok, excuse me. Um, but we had to scramble because we really didn't budget for that. We didn't budget for the time or the money it would, it would to stay another week. And Bangkok's not the cheapest place of, of in Thailand. No. So we busted out some um, some points. Yeah, we Hilton had some points. Hilton points that we had been stashing away for a rainy day. rainy day. And this was a rainy day because when they denied us from that flight and we didn't end up in jail, thank goodness, 
we're sitting there in the airport with no idea what we're going to do. And we're trying to talk with the airline, trying to figure out. They're like, sorry, we don't trust you anymore. Yeah. So we're not going to give you a new flight until you come to the airport with those visas in your hand. Yeah. And so with the new visas. And so we're like, what do we do? So Scott's filling out paperwork. I'm going up to the desk. I'm also on the phone with Hilton trying to see if like I have this limited amount of points. Like, what can I do with it? Who has availability today? Like right now, like where can we go with all of our luggage and our kids yep. right now? And we were this is where we got lucky. We got really lucky. Yeah. We got really lucky because we found an amazing double tree. Thank you, Hilton. Thank you. Like Hilton. it was and yeah. and, so and good. We found the best neighborhood, I think. Yes. Sukumvit. Yeah. Sukumvit, is that how you say it? I think so. Sukumvit. It just was so such a fun neighborhood. It we really actually was. like after we after we were there for a week, we were like, oh, let's stay here longer. It's pretty yeah. fun. So it's got outdoor playground places with like workout facilities, all that stuff outside. There was one at the hotel too. They had like, you know, we had a world-class breakfast every morning. Um, there's malls like within walking distance. And it was very, a lot of cool malls. A lot of Here's cool the thing malls. you got to know about Bangkok is make sure you allot time to visit all of all the, the malls. malls because I know it sounds really silly, but they're almost like amusement it parks. Is. They're so beautiful. Especially the the new ones. Icon CM. Icon CM. Icon CM. I'm Terminal telling 21. you. Okay, let's talk about this just really quick. We're going to touch on this. Icon CM has a floating market in the bottom of it. Like an out an outdoor floating market, but it's not outdoor. It's at the bottom oh, of the mall. Yeah, very Epcot like. Yes. It's yeah. so cool. And so if you want to do like the traditional Thai market thing, you could do it there at Icon right. CM. That's and right. then there's like water mm -hmm. and like boats. Pretty neat. In the mall. And then their food court is like crazy. They had this huge children's play area called Harborland in there, which my kids went nuts for. There's water features. There's an IMAX 3D theater. It's just there's school. There's they had they had, they had yes. like five or six different uh like yes honed in music lessons yeah. tutoring language lessons all like business school I saw all kind of stuff in it's, it. it's 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 insane. it's insane so I come see them and they had a water show it's kind of like the Bellagio with oh, like well, a water show in the front remember we saw that yeah I would definitely advise taking the ferry to I come see them. That's, see it from, it's from, from the water. water. It's yeah. very, very cool. We went to, we went there twice. We liked it so much. We went back twice. And then, um, the terminal 21. So that is another cool yeah. wall where Each every floor, floor is themed. Yeah. A different like location, like Paris, yeah. London. London. And then you feel like you're like at the airport. It's so cool. And then all the bathrooms are different. We didn't share about this because it was just too much, but all the bathrooms have the different themes. Yeah. So we would like go to each floor to look in each bathroom. It was so and much fun. one of the fun. coolest food court situations, remember? Yeah. That was also uh, very authentic. They had, it was like a, like the market, like you said, um, like the food, not food markets, but yeah, almost like, like the ones in Singapore. But, yeah. but anyway, the way you bought, you buy like the, the little card at first to yeah. get your like tokens on there. And then you go around and you just, you just spend it at each little stand. A little stand. Yeah. yeah and it's like really a dollar. Cool. For like each meal or yeah, something, it's that was crazy. Fun too, but anyway, malls malls are the are the thing to do there. Yeah, it was really fun. I would definitely not shy away from visiting the malls because they're just kind of really beautiful yeah. and like like I said, like amusement park. Yeah. So we had that time in Bangkok. It was so much fun, and and honestly, the extension of our trip in, in Bangkok was kind of a silver lining because sure. we got to rest a little bit mm -hmm. after like all of the busyness that we yeah. had done all through Thailand. Very, very easy. And we got to see more things that we wouldn't have seen if we didn't get to extend the trip. Mm -hmm. But it was very, very stressful because the airline had allotted us one week to redeem our flights. That's like it, yeah. they gave us a credit. 
And we're approaching that one week and we're still missing one visa. We don't have all the visas. And we're like, what do we do? What do we do? Oh, it's so crazy, that story. But it sounds like it, yeah. it looks like that we're story for the next episode. Yeah, it looks like we're running out of time. There's just way too much to unpack about Southeast Asia. So we're just going to stop right here and make sure you tune in for next week's episode. We're going to finish out the story. We're going to talk about this Vietnam visa fiasco and what ended up happening actually that delayed us from getting that second round of visas to get into the country, how much we loved Vietnam and our recommendations for Vietnam. And then finally, to what we started this whole podcast about, which is Bali and our trip to Bali and having to spend one month there celebrating my 40th birthday and then getting dengue fever, which is what everybody wants to know about the truth behind what happened there. So Tune in next week when we unpack the rest of our Southeast Asia trip. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Unpacked with the Blinks. We hope it inspired you to step out of your comfort zone and finally book that bucket list trip. If you liked what you heard, please hit that subscribe button to get notified when a new episode hits the tarmac. And be sure to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a suggestion of something you'd love to hear on a future episode, please send us a DM on Instagram at with the blinks or Mrs. Blinks. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, magical memories are within your grasp. See you next time.